the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And I will not fight. I'm a power load. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is hum day, babies. And I'm in such a good mood. If you're watching on Facebook Live, can y'all see me grinning? Because let me tell you, I've got so much to be grinning about tonight on this hump day. I think we are over the hump of this little tiny man called Fraud Fauci. we got to get into it tonight. I'm super excited because uh, the truth has finally been revealed. Uh, what's that old biblical saying? The truth shall set you, set you free. And babies, we are about to be set free from this man, I think, once and for all. we got to get into that tonight. we got to talk a little bit about Biden's bigoted speech in Tulsa and uh, the systemic racism that he's putting out there against white Americans and business owners. We've got Pacific Legal Foundation is going to be here with a case you guys want to hear about. And speaking of attorneys, in studio with me tonight, I'm super excited, is, is friend of mine and fan favorite of the show, Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch is here. And he's going to be, he's in co-ho mode with me tonight. He's going to be co-hosting with me, participating in the show throughout. And there's lots of ways that you can participate. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you can post your comments there. If you've got a question for Larry, post it there. I'll be checking it throughout the show. You can also call in 888-344-1170 if you've got a comment or question on any of the topics of the day, especially Fauci. Here's a question for you guys about this. Have you read these emails? At, at this point, if you were pro-vaccine, did this change your mind now that you realize after all these emails, everything that he's lied about? You're going to now take the vaccine? Has it changed your mind on that? What do you think should happen to Fauci? Those questions and more tonight. 888-344-1170. The man who keeps it rolling every night of the week is here with me as usual. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ DJ Just really excited that Larry Clayman is here. It's nice to be able to finally put a face with the voice, and mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. does great work. Larry, welcome to the studio. Thank great you. It's my you. honor. Yeah. I'm, and Andrea. You, well, thank you for being here. Andrea's my soul sister. Wait, yeah. Who knew? A soul, and can we say soul sister now, or is that we're not we're it's not being gen- it's your show? Well, yeah. we're not being gender fluid. So what what do you what are the people what are the people yeah. who do these crazy pronouns? What do they call each other? They can't say soul sister, soul brother anymore. What is the what oh. is the gender fluid equivalent of of a sister or brother? I don't know. I I, I usually it, just it, call it, people it. What, what they're supposed <laughs> to be called. Yes, yeah, soul we're, it. Use pronouns. We're the it family. Yeah, it's the soul it's, I guess. It's ridiculous anyway. Um so our man DJ Potato Skins, have you had a chance you are the you're like the James Brown of the station here, hardest working man. I know you don't have time to sit and read a whole lot of stories, but have you had a chance to partake in the emails, the the scandal, the that uh, these emails that that were revealed today? 
I know about the emails, been reading many stories, but have not dived into the emails themselves. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're all about and just proving what you and I have been talking about for months now. Well, yeah. And by the way, um, you're welcome to those who have been appreciating the truth for the past year. Um, I'm considering accepting an apology from those that are willing to apologize to me for being right, because I because I questioned everything that had to do with Fauci from the jump. I said he was a liar from the jump. I said he was lying about everything and he has lied today let me i have not uh, disclaimer disclosure i have not read all three thousand emails but have you read some right? uh, i've read some and and i'm here to give you a couple of the highlights okay and then of course larry can can weigh in on this um well let me just tell you guys this before i get into a couple of, uh, of the specifics it has been proven that he has lied about absolutely everything related to this coronavirus whether we're talking about the origins of the of this coronavirus how it started whether we're talking about the mask mandate whether we're talking about the six foot distancing, the idea that we had to quarantine healthy people or 20 million people would die, which was such a, a phenomenal, you know, barbaric lie that was perpetrated on the White House and the American people, whether it was the lie that he put forth that, that any human being had an equal chance of getting in and dying from it, whether it was the lie that we didn't have therapeutics and couldn't treat it causing the deaths of hundreds of thousands of American people. One lie after the absolute other. This has been the greatest act of evil. I think the greatest hoax that has been perpetrated on the world and certainly the United States of America. Am I mischaracterizing anything, Larry Clayman? No, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, as a matter of fact, we're in the process of indicting Fauci at our citizens' grand juries. You can tune in tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, excuse me, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, because we're presenting testimony about what he did, his crimes. We have a client by the name of Judy Mikovits who wrote Plague of Corruption with Ken Heck and Lively. She worked with Fauci. She knows where the bodies are buried. Well, great. Um, I'm not sure that – and we've talked about the citizen grand juries before, and we've got an event coming up we're going to get into a little bit more later, later on in the show. Right. But in the citizen grand jury, how does it work? Justice Scalia back in 1992 – in a case, United States versus Williams, ruled for the majority that the grand jury belongs to the American people, not the three branches of government. In the days before we had a Justice Department, we didn't have one until 1870, July 1st. The American people meted out justice. Wyatt Earp, mm. the Old West, mm-hmm. and what happened. We have the right to indict the American people. And some states have citizens' grand juries, by the way. In fact, San Mateo County. In California, you can walk into a grand jury and present evidence to a sitting grand jury, a citizen. But this is the American people exercising their own legal rights. We can indict. We can try. We can convict. We can sentence. We can even mete out the sentences with citizens' arrests. I talk about it in my book, It Takes a Revolution. Forget the scandal industry. I'm not suggesting using violence, but we indict. We get a sitting judge. We pick a jury. We'll give Fauci an opportunity to appear to defend himself. And if we get a conviction, we can sentence him. Well, this man is responsible for the deaths of hundreds of thousands of American citizens. And that's just in relation to the coronavirus where he lied. Somebody saw me on Newsmax this morning and messaged me and said, thank you for mentioning the therapeutics because everybody's focused on the masks. And how in an email, he said um, in February of 2020, somebody that was going to be traveling with him posed a question for him about masks. And he said, masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people. 
right? So you're realizing the lie that they've been telling about masks, right? He goes on. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. Gee, if only somebody had been mentioning this for the past year, potato skins, right? He yeah, goes, they've it, completely ignored that fact right. and they you know, did a reversal on it. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and now people, they feel almost naked without that security right. blanket. It might, however, he goes on to say, it might, however, provide some slight benefit to keep out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. What does that mean? That means that it was never, it, even if a mask could work, it's only supposed to, it's only for sick people who have symptoms. The asymptomatic were never sp- spreaders of this. And masks were never meant for asymptomatic people. He goes on to say, I do not recommend that you wear a mask, right? And so um, there, there's not one. So, so the person who responded to me from Newsmax said today that we get now, everybody should get now, that this mask, the masks were a mind control device and meant for submission. But nobody else but you, Andrew, is talking about how he's lied about these therapeutics and withheld treatments from the American people causing their death. There is not one mandate Given all these emails, we also the emails also revealed today that that he had lied repeatedly to Rand Paul and others about funding gain of function. And not only that, not only were we funding gain of function research, we resumed gain of function funding in February of 2020. Just last year, this man has been lying every step of the way. My question for you, Larry Clayman, is if you're not able to get him indicted, uh, he's not going to face any justice uh, here in the United States if, it, if not for the citizens. Well, not with Biden. And, you know, we've been saying this from day one. First of all, we did bring a case with regard to the communist Chinese in Dallas and in Jerusalem, Israel, for the damage they have done. And that case is going forward. The Chinese are trying to evade service. Why do we have to do it? Why hasn't the government done it? Here's the answer, Andrea. Our government knows that we actually created the seeds of our own destruction, our mm. dishonest government. We sent the seeds of COVID-19, the SARS virus, over to China. Fauci was responsible. My, my client, Judy Mikovits, used to work with him at mm-hmm. NIH. She knows. And then we funded it. Biden and Obama funded it with $3.7 million to do this gain-of-function research. That's been known all along. Mm-hmm. He has interests in, in patents that he's going to make a lot of money with regard to the vaccines. And that's why there's been this effort to scare people, you know, mm-hmm. masks, and everything else. And, and here's, the, here's the big lie that we don't know that hasn't come out. And we're going to have Judy Mikovits on your show. I'm going to arrange that for next week. She's the author of Plague of Corruption. She's been banned from every site, which means she's telling the truth. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. People who have uh, gotten COVID-19, when you give them the vaccine, you're going to reactivate. You're going to cause a very violent reaction. I had a friend almost die from that mm-hmm. just a few weeks ago. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of re- reports on the, the reaction and the advanced um, enhancement, the auto d- d- autoimmune right. enhancement uh, reaction. So why aren't people being tested to see if they've had it before they're being pushed to take Moderna, Pfizer, and whatever else there's out there? In, Every- in Israel, 3,000 people have died mm-hmm. on the Pfizer. They're using Pfizer over there. And the side effects, the pharmaceutical companies and the government have hidden that. It's coming out slowly mm-hmm. because the politicians, they want to get reelected. Big Pharma wants to make big money. 
you can bet that Fauci's getting kickbacks and everything else. Right. And well, and the other, and we're going to have to take a break in a moment and, and go to Pacific Legal Foundation. But uh, one of the things that people have pointed out today is it, that all of this has been a ruse to to accomplish a few things. One of which was for Democrat governors like Mussolini to seize control over business and usher in communist style, you know, economic systems here in the country. But but for the Fauci's and the New World Order globalists, the Bill Gateses. <laughs> see, you got it. You got to remember they wanted this vaccine right they wanted they wanted they finally found a way in which they could could control which bill gates with his funding the man who's been pushing for um genocide right or, or for depopulation is one way to put it and taking control of our public health he found the perfect way to do it through his funding and well, through it, fauci in order to get to get mass uh, mass uh, massive societies all submitting to these to these poisonous these, or what these evil be. medical ideas have you noticed that fauci's soon to be ex-wife looks exactly like him <laughs> did, 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 did he have himself cloned <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> by german scientists yeah. maybe i don't know <laughs> we're going to take a break we come back we're going to bring in wen fa we're going to shift gears a little bit uh from wen fa is from pacific legal foundation uh yesterday and last night's show we talked about joe biden and the bigoted speech that he gave in tulsa and we're going to talk about that and how it ties into the systemic racism economically in this country and you'll hear a case of a farmer and uh, so stay tuned Follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We are talking, we've got so much. It's a round robin of topics here tonight with Larry Clayman, my guest host, guest co-host with me tonight from Freedom Watch. Before the break, we were talking about the revelations in Fauci's emails, and we will continue throughout the show to reference that. Um, But many people are also talking today about some of the outrageous comments that Biden made yesterday in Tulsa. Um, comments like, you know, gee, these poor black entrepreneurs, you know, they just they got good ideas, but they just don't they can't seem to hire an attorney or or, you know, hire accountants. I mean, it was it was so I don't know who who, who he was more bigoted against uh, the black Americans with those comments or the white Americans as he laid out uh, his idea of community reinvestments, which was systemic racism in economic policies blatantly against white Americans. But this isn't new because this is actually actually been a part of the Biden administration um, for a while now. Um, there's a case coming out of Florida that has to do with a, with a farmer named Scott Wynn. He's a lifelong farmer out of Jennings, Florida, and he produces sweet potatoes. Ooh, one of my favorites. I'm a Southern gal. Corn and cattle. Um, he got hit like everybody did. Many people did with COVID. And um, they there were farm loan forgiveness provisions that were part of the COVID response um, in the American Rescue Plan, but there was a little bit of, of fine print that had to do that, that if you were white, you didn't qualify. So we do have a systemic racism problem in this country, but unfortunately, it's against white Americans and white business owners here to discuss, because Scott Wynn is fighting back, and here to discuss his case is Wen Fa from Pacific Legal Foundation. Hi, Wen Fa. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. 
uh, Sandra. Uh, great to be on. Thank you. And joining me as my uh, guest co-host tonight is Larry Clayman, attorney and founder of Freedom Watch. Um, you know, it's almost, you know, as I'm reading that, when fa- I'm sitting here going, is this the United States of America? I mean, are we really discriminating against white farmers? Well, look, you know, discrimination against anyone on the basis of race is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, this program, the loan forgiveness program, is insulting to all Americans. Of course, as you mentioned, it discriminates against uh, white farmers and ranchers because it says you're not eligible to have your loans forgiven uh, for no other other reason than your race. And, and you know, I think it also is insulting to a lot of successful minority farmers and ranchers because what this program does is it says that a minority farmer and or rancher is socially disadvantaged. Well, right. I mean, it's yeah, that. It, yeah, that's kind of like what Biden was saying yesterday. I mean, how how racist to say that black entrepreneurs need help because they're too they're too dumb or incapable or whatever to hire an attorney. So, you know, um, uh, but this this particular case is disturbing to me because we're not we're, we're not making any progress uh, in uh, race relations in this country and fighting racism when we are enacting policies that seek to d- to discriminate against white Americans. Larry, Clayton, well, what this is is reparations. That's what it is. Because if a black farmer can pay the loan back if he's making money, why are you giving him, you know? Forgiveness. I think you're giving, what are they giving, about 10% or 20% off the top in addition to that mm-hmm. in terms of cash on top of the loan? And this harkens back to what happened years ago with two settlements in the D.C. District Court called Pigford One and Pigford Two. I was working with Andrew Breitbart at the time. And it was Obama that was behind it. There was a settlement that was entered by this ultra-leftist judge in Washington, D.C., Paul Friedman. And any black farmer that could remember that he took out a loan, an agricultural loan, no documentation, would get $80,000 off the top. And if you could you know, defraud the government and, and try to show that you had more, uh, you could get unlimited amounts. And there was a, a woman, I forget her name, at the agriculture department, and Andrew got a tape showing that she was defrauding. Mm-hmm. And they were on a, he was, went on O'Reilly. And they went after O'Reilly for it. Riley freaked out. Andrew mm-hmm. was then banned from Fox at the time. Mm-hmm. But I was working with Michelle Bachman and Steve King, congresswoman, congressman, mm-hmm. uh, to uncover that. And I was with Andrew the day that he died, uh, allegedly, uh, mm-hmm. you know, fainted from coming from a bar right, in, right. in Brentwood. I think he was killed. So, you know, there's a, there's a story about this. There's a history of this. And Obama was behind that in right. large part. Yeah. Um, we, this needs to stop. If, if this kind of corruption, it, it, for whatever purpose, is going on in our government, um, because part of what Biden want, wanted to do in his speech yesterday was do this kind of policy, you know, for homeownership and for every other different type. And, and you're right. It all is about reparations. But what's the argument here, when Fa? Because when I talk about it, it's hard to believe that this is happening in America. Do we not already have laws on the books that make it against the law to discriminate anybody on the basis of their skin color? Uh, absolutely. So the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment and the Due Process Clause of the 5th Amendment, which incorporates um, equal protection principles against the federal government, prohibit the government from discriminating against anybody uh, on the basis of race. Uh, here, you know, determination, eligibility for loan forgiveness is based solely on race. It doesn't matter, you know, if uh, someone has been discriminated, whether someone has been discriminated against 
or not. It doesn't matter if, you know, someone who's been discriminated against had already had that discrimination uh, remedied. It is a blunderbuss approach um, to uh, remedying alleged past discrimination. And it just gives, you know, uh, anybody uh, loan forgiveness on account of race. And we think that's wrong. We think when the government uses race at, at all, it must act with a scalpel, not mm-hmm. a hammer, uh, to address actual problems. And this law goes far beyond that. Well, and I'm even confused. I've talked about this b- before with my producer here that as 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 our societies and, and the world has gone on, you know, we've got Ancestry.com, right? And I see these ads all the time to where I'm 12% this, I'm 13% this, I'm, I'm 15% Scandinavian, I'm 15% South African. I mean, define, how are they defining race? Even in the in the form of their discrimination here, how about Scott Wynn says, you know what, I, you know, I'm I'm five percent, well, you know, African American. In California, you can decide what sex you are. Just walk into right. the registrar, so you could come in and say, hey, I'm black. You know, I want affirmative action. I want reparations. Right. Maybe right. that's the way we end the system. Let's bankrupt the darn thing. Right. You know, everybody's black. Let's all become black. Well, right. I mean, I, I'm I'm actually from a legal standpoint. How are they even deciding who qualifies as black and who and who's actually white? Well, they are basing it off of form that farmers and ranchers file with the Department of Agriculture. But I think you you raise an important point, which is a lot of these racial classifications, in our view, are arbitrary. I mean, when you look at a classification like Asian American, that's actually over half of the world's population. It includes people from, you know, uh, not just from China and India, but also, you know, Cambodia, a lot of different, uh, over dozens of countries around the world. Um, And, you know, racial classification, you know, we think is an arbitrary classification. When the government acts, it must act uh, with respect to the individual. It must base things on things like individual achievements, individual abilities, and individual aspirations. And to think that everybody is just the same because of their um, because of their membership in a government defined racial group is wrong, and mm-hmm. I think it threatens the concept. And it's not only a question, you know, of trying to help black people, but now you're also excluding white people who are similarly similarly situated. So it's doubly bad. Where is your case? Filed. What court are you in? I'm a Florida lawyer, too, so I'm curious who your judge is and what court you're in. We, we are uh, in the United States District Court for the dis- uh, Middle District of Florida, and we have our hearing before Judge Howard. Uh, I think it's either June, June 15th or June 16th. The exact date is to be determined, but we have a hearing before who, Judge who Howard. Ap- who appointed Judge Howard? Uh, I believe Judge Howard is a uh, W. Bush appointee. Oh, that doesn't give me any reassurance. Yeah, be prepared to go to the Eleventh Circuit. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, you know, which, is, me, which is worse than even Judge Howard, I'm sure. Now, what are you, you. what are you specifically asking for here? Well, we're asking for the government to stop discriminating on the basis of race. I'm actually very optimistic about our claims because this law is, I think, such an egregious violation of equal protection principles. Uh, we're asking for the court to issue a preliminary injunction stopping mm-hmm. the USDA from uh, distributing loan forgiveness on the basis of race. Uh, I think the USDA should either make it available to everybody or make it available to no one. Mm-hmm. But what we're sure of is that the USDA should not be allowed to discriminate on the basis of race and only make it to farmers and ranchers. 
uh, if they are um, the right race, according to the USDA. I think you've got an excellent case. I really do. Well, but, we, yeah, if, if we've got but, an honest judge. But, that, yeah. But, and that's the subject of my book, to plug my book a little bit, It Takes a Revolution, mm-hmm. is that these federal judges, Jefferson said, I dedicated the book, as Andrew knows, because I've talked about it on the show, said that federal judges, unelected, unaccountable to the people, would become despots and tyrants, mm-hmm. no more honest than any other man or woman, causing us to shed the blood of patriots yet again. And he didn't want to see bloodshed, either do I. But these federal judges are gutless. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if this guy rules against, uh, you know, what this program, I mean, the guy's life's in danger, particularly mm-hmm. in the Middle District of Florida. Yeah. You know, so... You know, I wish you the best, but I'm not optimistic that you're going to get a ruling either from the – this will probably go up to the Supreme Court. And you you know, might get a good ruling at the Supreme Court, but you're not going to get it from the 11th Circuit either. It's a very leftist. You uh, know what? I actually would like to see it make it all the way to the Supremes because we – we, you know, because we this has to stop. This constant, uh, you know, barrage of discriminatory policies and practices, whether it's in the case of this program here or whether it's that boardrooms, business, control of businesses uh, demanding that uh, that board boards of directors or, or employees have a certain number of people that are a certain color, which is discriminatory. Um, this needs to stop. And, and it, you know, it's, it's shocking that it's even going on in this country. And I, you know, it, it may be crazy to pose this as a legal argument, but how do they prove that he's white? I knew a guy in Baton Rouge who, who, whose family was Vietnamese. His name was Robert. And I insisted that he prove to me with a family photo that he was Vietnamese because he dude had blonde hair and he looked like he could have been my brother. Right. I mean, so, you know, how, how do you, how do you even, pr- how do they even prove who, who's what, who's race here? Maybe, maybe that's a dumb, I'm not an attorney. I mean, obviously why but to me it, yeah. it just even defies logic at this point we've kept you over um please do come back and keep us updated on the case it's a great case i i support it if i could be of any help yeah. i'd be happy to yeah and i do want to say that you know i in my experience arguing before many federal judges cross country i do think you know there, there there are people of integrity and i do think we will get an honest decision, and I am optimistic about our chances. Well, I'm optimistic as well, and I look forward to hearing back from you and resolution on this case. And God bless you guys at Pacific Legal for what you do and the work that you're doing to preserve freedoms. We appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. we got more with Larry Clayman. we got more to talk about with these Fauci emails. Guess what happened to Fauci today? Right at the time he, he announced his book. <laughs> so juicy. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Word is there's word coming out of the White House, Larry Clayman, that they're that White House is trying to come up with a strategy to move Fauci out. How about the strategy that we use in the private sector back in corporate America, my days? Okay, dude dude, dude tries to show up for work the next day and the, the key doesn't work, right? Somebody comes and meets him at the door with the, here's the, here's the contents of your desk in a box. And oh, by the way, the, you know, the sheriff's what? deputies are here when you've, this is a man he lied, he perjured himself in, for, in front of Congress. He would be fired if he was private sector and he would already have been in cuffs for the lies that he told in front of Congress. Well, yes? there's no accountability in the government. 
government. That's the thing. Right. I, mean, I think the ultimate punishment would be to get him a job in the Wuhan lab. You know, well, so he can, <laughs> he, can, he, can, he can test the COVID nineteen. <laughs> they could. If you ever, did, and, you ever watch Breaking Bad? They could. Um, they could put him like Pinkman at the end when Pinkman was held captive and he was forced to work without a mask in the in, or, or, in the meth lab. Do, or, do a Pinkman on him. Send him to a Chinese wet market <laughs> and let him deal with the bats, and we'll see how he really feels about bats. You know, hit him where he hurts. You know where. You know where he's really got hurt today, Larry Clayman. Where Amazon, he had he announced his big book. Expect the unexpected, and like the 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 tagline was something about truth. Like he, you know, you remember like when Comey did his book, like I stand for you know doing what's right kind of thing. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, they've all pulled the book, which is which is set to be released. Oh really? I didn't in November. Know that. So so if anybody tries to, if you don't have to read the three thousand emails, if anybody tries to defend him to you and try to tell tries to tell you like Mike Pence's former advisor Olivia Troyer or whatever her name is. She's out defending Fauci today, writing an op-ed about it. Anybody trying to tell you this was taken out of context, here's all you need to know. If he had not been caught red, cold-busted, lying to the American people about every aspect of this coronavirus, Amazon would not have pulled his book, would they? No, I mean, particularly Amazon. Right. Amazon is uh, leftist. Exactly. You know? Here's here's yeah. another little yeah. excerpt before we move on because I don't know, Larry, if you've had a chance to read. Here's an email that that he sent out. Fauci sent out to his right hand man in the morning. Uh, Hugh, it's essential that we speak this a.m. Keep your cell phone on. I have a conference call at seven forty seven forty five with Azar. It's likely we will be over at eight forty five. Read this paper as well as the email that I will forward to you. You will have tasks today that must be done. Um, so then the response is, uh, the paper you sent to me, it was about gain of function. So, um, the Paul, um, I don't have time to read all this. What what they were trying to do was come up with a cover story for the fact that he was funding gain of function through this guy named Paul the uh, Dusak, who runs an organization called Echo Health. So when they started to do, so when Fauci started getting behind an investigation into what happened in Wuhan, who did he put on the team to investigate what happened in Wuhan? The guy that he wrote a check to, to fund gain of function, DUSAC from Echo Health. Well, Andrea, you're from Louisiana originally, and mm-hmm. I, I love Senator Kennedy. He's got that southern, oh, right. oh yeah, uh-huh. you know that southern style. Uh-huh. I think southern lawyers. I went to Emory Law School in Duke undergrad. They're the best trial lawyers because they get to the essence. So he says to Fauci, I think this was last week. He says, "Do you think the Chinese always tell the truth?" <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, he did it better than I did it. But uh, or they sit down south to uh, fat dog. No, I won't say that. Yeah, he, I, he said something like, now you think those Chinese always tell the truth? No, that's my Lindsey Graham impersonation. I do a really good Lindsey Graham. Gramnesty. I can't stand Lindsey Graham. People know it. Yeah, I know. Because he, he always tries to do that dumb talk, you know. Um, two-faced. Yeah, totally two-faced. Um, Fauci's been cold busted. There were also there was also an email um, from the Chinese in, in, in which um, they praised him for stopping any discussion about it being a leak from the lab. And I think it was Kennedy who said to him when, when he was asking him about uh, the Chinese party being liars. He goes, um, I, I think when you when you turn the Wuhan lab or whatever upside down, uh, uh China, their money comes out or right. something like that. I don't remember right. what it, I, I've, I don't remember what he was saying there, but basically saying that the, the, well, the Chinese commun, the Chinese Communist Party had Fauci's money in their pockets. And here's the thing, you know, Biden comes in. There wasn't a real investigation to begin with. By the way, the NSA had to know and CIA from day one 
what's been going on over there. It was kept from the American people by the deep state, mm-hmm. possibly kept from Trump, or maybe Trump knew and he didn't really want to go too hard on him because of that. But the bottom line here is, is that you know, we have known this all along. It was obvious what, what happened. And I believe it's a bioweapon. I have three experts that will testify to that in court. Well, they actually had a guy testified before Congress a week before last who said that it was a bioweapon, right. that they were doing this. In fact, in fact, and in, 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 I also find it interesting in 2017, Fauci saying that Trump will face a surprise um, outbreak. Uh, I don't think it's quite such a surprise, but I'm glad you brought but, up the deep state because Emerald Robinson from um, Newsmax it, it has a phenomenal Twitter account. She's like the only reason to be on Twitter. And she was referencing the deep state today and she said, connect the dots. She said, uh, Tony Schaefer was told um, um, that A.G. Barr called him to stop investigating the 2020 election fraud. Olivia Troya stopped anyone in the Trump administration from pursuing the Wuhan lab leak theory. She worked for Pence. She was Pence's right-hand woman, and he was in charge of the coronavirus. And she goes on to say, DNI Ratcliffe uh, told the U.S. uh, the CIA management stopped intel on China's 2020 interference. So the deep state um, was has been behind... um, facilitating the partnership, facilitating the deep state against Trump, facilitating Fauci and anything related to this coronavirus response. Um, it, it, it does. It makes sense to me that Trump went to Mike Pompeo at State Department, who, who was the former head of the CIA, to try to investigate what was going on. But the problem is that the deep state is far deeper and far wider than anybody thought. And why did Biden kill any investigation, however feeble it may have been, you know, by the deep state? Mm hmm. When he came into office, Hunter Biden, mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars from communist China into Biden's accounts. Yeah. Two and uh, two equals four. Same thing with Russia. Why did he approve the Russian pipeline? He's been bribed by Russia, too. And mm-hmm. that's, we've got indictments on Biden on that as well. Right. And at you the know. same time, speaking of pipelines, anytime a pipeline is hacked, whether it's colonial pipeline uh, for um, which um, – was a, a major um I, I, do we still have do we still have do i have do we have the gas stations that were all shut down have they even been fully back back up and running i mean look at the damage that was done to the economy from the colonial pipeline immediately they blamed russia for it we've got jbs which is which is one of our country's largest one of the world's largest meat companies that that was was hacked on a ransomware it didn't shut down their operations like colonial pipeline with with passing their their um their um oil i think it was through colonial but the but immediately the main Mainstream media is out blaming Russia on it. And I thought, no, 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 no. That's just a little too-too. They just love to blame Russia for everything while they're going along with the Russia pipeline, oil pipeline to help Russia. And I'm, I'm suspicious. When you've got a deep state that spent four years... Um, blaming Russian collusion and lying to FISA courts and wiretapping and committing all types of, of crimes against Americans in order to uh, launch a coup attempt. When you've got a deep state that cooperated in the theft of an election, when you've got a deep state that's cooperated with with this Chinese virus and, and the destruction of our economy unnecessarily, I don't necessarily believe our it. intelligence agency when they say Russia has hacked into our meat. And I'm I- thinking these climate crazy people and maybe Bill Gates is involved in, in because they're trying to create a conflict. I mean, go all the way back. I write about it in my book, It Takes a Revolution to Kennedy. Most people believe that have any common sense that the CIA had him hit, basically, because they thought he was weak on communism. The uh, Bay of Pigs, of course, triggered that as well. Gulf of Tonkin in uh, Vietnam, they wanted to get us into a conflict with 
North Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go on and on and on. And they have their own agenda. They're more powerful than the president of the United States. And, of course, we saw that with Trump. Trump couldn't even have a conversation in the Oval Office in, unless it was leaked by the NSA or CIA. Well, or they whatever. planted spies. They planted spies. Colonel Chalfief, he was, a, he yeah. was, a, he was a, a spy that was planted. Funny how we're not having any leaks. We're not hearing any conversations between, you know, Biden. Um, what we do know is that the left is ignoring these emails like the, like they uh, from Fauci, like they ignored Hunter Biden's emails, which clearly proved the corruption and the graft that was going on with a then vice president flying his crackhead son around the world for, for deals. They hid, uh, they um, covered up, the deep state covered up for Hillary Clinton's 30-something thousand violations of the The NSA has all the emails today. There was never missing emails. No, they were never missing. They were never missing. No, they weren't. Meanwhile, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the Trumping in the crosshairs with the Southern District of New York. And um, while all this other stuff is... And why uh, it takes a revolution. Exactly. So y'all stay tuned. More with Larry Clayman when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Finishing up my hour here with my buddy Larry Clayman from Freedom Watch. He's got a great book. Um, it takes a revolution. Um, there's a revolution going on. I wish that when Republicans had power, they actually did something, you know, and actually used the power that they have. Because you look what the left is doing. They they decided to go after Trump and anybody in his circle the minute he came down the escalators and they have done everything from um, illegal uh, spying campaigns coup attempts uh, deep state investigations impeachments now he's out of office and they're still going after him now the FBI is being used as a Gestapo against Mm -hmm. anybody that supports him Trump's going to be indicted within the next month probably and that'll make him more popular but it's going to tie him down. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the way they're going to try to end his comeback. And uh, it's quite clear what they're doing. And isn't it interesting and tragic and disgusting that when there are legitimate crimes to be investigated mm-hmm. and indicted, the Trump Justice Department looked the other way, Sessions and Bill Barr, Ugh. part of the establishment. And that's why I wrote the book, because you've got to, the American people need to rise up. We need to do it for, for ourselves. Andrea's going to be there. We have a... Third Continental Congress in Philadelphia on July 5th and 6th. Check it out at freedomwatchusa.org. We're going to declare independence. And we can tell the criminals they can stay in Washington, commit crimes against yourself, boys and girls. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. We have to. I posted a meme today that's going around um, that said, fight for your freedoms like you fought for toilet paper. Right. I mean, we need to be fighting for our freedoms. One of the one of the worst things that they did and most effective things that they did with this coronavirus was sap the will. And the in the it was about ushering us away from being the Americans who believed in individual liberty, individual freedom. They've got us in this collectivist, fearful mode. I can't I can't come within five feet of anybody, even with a mask on. Um, They got they got even conservatives buying into the notion that government. 
government had the right to take control of our businesses, to control every aspect of our lives. And we have got to not only reject that, we got to get active and say, no, you're not going to turn our country into your Marxist utopia. We are we're we're done with your uh, two sets of laws, one for the elites where they don't have get held accountable for anything. And the rest of us little peasants are now being thrown in jail for political opinion. No, we got we got to take our country back. And that's why the subtitle of my book, Forget the Scandal Industry, is that cable like Fox, okay, has is, is exploited this to boost ratings mm-hmm. and death charts. They were playing along with Fauci. Oh, yeah. Know? And so get everybody scared. They're going to watch because we're all going to die at any moment. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't work, then you get into the riots, then you get into this. And that's fine, okay? But don't lull people to sleep and tell them every night like Hannity does that justice is around the corner. Right. Because it's not around the corner. No. The only thing that's around the corner is the end of this country. And it's not even around the corner. It's here already. Yeah. And we have to rise up, the American people, like we did in 1776. And uh, to those people that say, well, it, it is, if, if it's already gone, what's the likelihood that we can, we can do, get anything accomplished? You say what? Well, we can because, you see, and here's the thing. We're not advocating violence or, you know, harming people. But if we go our own way, if we take our government back to Independence Hall, I believe the military will support us. They've had it. They're fed up. 140 retired generals and admirals two mm-hmm. weeks ago wrote a letter to Biden. Ship up or shape out. Mm-hmm. Or shape up or ship out, whatever mm-hmm. the case may mm-hmm. be. The police. The police have been assaulted, maligned. I have clients. I started a, another organization, America Sheriff, with Joe Arpaio to mm. protect the police. Love him. He's going to be in Philadelphia. Fantastic. On the 5th and the 6th. And I believe that if the American people go their own way, that the military will follow. Not in a violent way, but protect us. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because I've been talking for a while about the the transformation of the military, the indoctrination and everything that's going on with the military is meant to to turn them into a force that's pro-Marxist. And, you know, that they fired the new Space Force CEO because he called them out for that. And we, we Americans always trusted that, that our military would stand the gap between us and, and a government coming, coming to take our freedoms away. And the Democrats are doing everything that they can to transform our military away from that role and into one that's going to be agents of the Marxist regime. So we've got a window. You know, the left has made the word militia into a dirty word, but it's mm-hmm. in the Second Amendment. And I don't advocate harming anybody. Or anything like that. But that's why we have a Second Amendment. That's why we have the right to commission militias, because when the government becomes oppressive, the American people have a right to defend themselves. But I'm not advocating starting anything violent. But I do believe the American people have to take the lead. Back mm-hmm. in 1776, I don't know how much time we have, Andrea. We've got about a minute left. Okay. The, the colonies were, were fat and happy. They were rich. This was the jewel mm-hmm. of the British Empire. King George III said, well, I'm going to tax him heavily because i got to pay for the rest of my empire, which mm-hmm. wasn't so rich. When we didn't like that and we rebelled, that's when he took our legal system back to the court of St. James. And then when he did that and we started hostilities at Lexington and Concord, that's when he tried to take away our guns. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Yeah. As to what's happening now? And I, and I asked this question. I've said it on your show. Who is worse, King George III in 1776 or Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Oh, no question. No question who's worse. King George III was not a socialist. He mm-hmm. was not a communist. He was not an atheist. He was not a radical Muslim. We, we have the president of the United States declaring yesterday that white supremacy is the greatest threat, and white supremacy is defined as MAGA. 
American Tradition. Larry Clayman, Freedom Watch. The book is It Takes a Revolution. Thank you for being here. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to Pacific Legal Foundation. Thank you, Potato Skins. See you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Oh